Help is in the way, Davy. Great, Scott. I feel need, need for speed. Cow bunga, dude. You're a wizard, Harry. Welcome to the When Harry Met Movies podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Harry Met Movies podcast. My Harry's my dad, dad. Hi, Harry. How are you today? Good. So, this is the end of our comic book. Yes, it's actually a comic book month that we've doing a bonus episode of. Yeah, we are doing a bonus. And we are very, very happy to have on our podcast Simon Brew from Films... Well, essentially, Simon's for an editor, a journalist, podcast royalty, author. Royalty? Definitely are. So how are you, Simon? No, I'm all right, thank you. How are you two? Yeah, good. That's a good day. Are you good? So, so th- this is the end of your of your season. So I've listened to the one you did on Superman, the movie, because I thought right. I ought to do that just to be ready. Uh, what else have you done? What What have I missed, Harry? The Phantom, Supergirl, Rocketeer. Yeah. Oh, the Rocketeer's great. Yeah, that comes up as we record about this. This will come the up. Phant- the Phantom is Billy Zane on a horse, right? Yeah, yeah. That that's that's nice and odd. From the, is it from the director of Free Willy or something like that? Something like that, something quite random. It was, do you know what, Superman was an interesting one. We kind of felt we should do that because it was like, obviously the the concept is that these are all films that I watched as a child. Yeah. Um, And Superman was obviously one of those. And in hindsight, I think I've actually remember Superman 2 more than Superman. Okay. I'm a bit mixed when you're younger. So so I, I, I should point out right up front, I gave you a choice of two Superman films. Yeah. So I, I gave you a choice of Superman 2 or Superman 3, and I think it was you, Harry, who picked Superman 2, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think... Because we haven't watched 2, we thought we might as well do that one first. I okay. Have, I feel it's bad. So is Superman 3 the one you watch more? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think definitely... I even watched 4 quite a bit, I'm not going to lie, as a child, which was the worst one. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I In heard. theory. It made the company basically bankrupt. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because they needed they needed more money because they lost a lot of money. That's why the effects are so bad. Harry, what without giving me your address or anything, what town are you in? Where do you where do you roughly live? Don't ask me. Ellesmere Port. Ellesmere Port. We live near Chester Zoo. Okay, okay. I lived in Ormskirt for a while. Um, but um, there's have you heard of the town Milton Keynes? Okay, so so Milton Keynes is what about an hour and a half drive in good weather for no, it's a bit more than that, isn't it? About two and a half hours drive from Ellesmere Port, I reckon. And Milton Keynes is where they save super. They filmed Superman Four to save money. They didn't film it in America or anything like that. They needed somewhere very cheap to film it, and they filmed it in a town called Milton Keynes. And they tried to dress that up to look like America. There you go. That's a Superman Four fact for you. I'm gonna go there. Yeah. Well, so, so always the listeners that don't know who Simon is, tell us about your podcast and stuff. Uh, I, well, I just tell us about I'm, how you got into this and everything. Well, I'm just I'm just a boring old nerd. Um, and so, uh, thank you for laughing at that, Harry. I saw that. So, so your listeners Hello. don't get don't get the honour of the video that I'm looking at of Harry <laughs> basically nodding and laughing at I, that. I have to deal with a nerd too. I've got dad. Really? Okay. He's got very slightly more hair than me, just just a tiny bit more. Um, And so I do a podcast called Film Stories where I dig into how films are made. Um, And I do a couple of magazines. In fact, I do Film Stories magazine, which came out of the podcast. I do Film Junior, which is for film fans under 15 years old. Um, And it's written by them quite a lot as well. And then also I do a magazine called Minecraft World. 
um, which um, is just coming up to its 100th issue. So that, that's my weekend job, Minecraft World. I didn't know you did that. Aha, I'm, I'm a man of secrets. I've got a dual identity. What happens is I, I take my glasses off, okay, and I transform into a completely different person. You, you'll never see it coming. <laughs> it sounds like such a good disguise. I, I tell you, it's full. It's foolproof. Foolproof. Yeah, so in regards to the pod, your podcast, um, when I first got into podcast, yours was one of the first ones I listened to that was like a film. I apologise. Yeah. Uh, no, outside yes. of like, I listened to like Empire Magazine because I'm a massive fan of Empire Magazine and fair spin off. I've heard of them. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember why. Something, they must have tweeted something or you'd commented on something. I was like, oh, that sounds like an interesting podcast. So from there, it kind of got me into... It got you a Sasser podcast. Yeah, essentially got me into film podcast. And I don't mean this... I don't mean it's a nasty way, Simon, but your podcast has sent me to sleep sometimes because you've got quite a relaxing voice. Aww. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's, it's the dulcet tones of the Brummy accent. I like to think I do uh, Brummy ASMR. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very niche thing that I'm not yeah, asked for very often. Would have decorated the flat in the background as well. So it wasn't always when I was trying to go to sleep. Okay, well fair enough. Uh, don't blame me if you if you put the the wallpaper up the wrong way or if the curtains yeah. aren't properly um hooked. <laughs> so as we've already kind of gave away, we've decided to do Superman 2 as a perfect yeah. close for our comic book month. Okay. Comic book rather than superhero because obviously the Phantom and Rocketeer aren't necessarily superhero. Yep. We almost did Dick Tracy as well. That was a warm up. Now, that's a really interesting film. That's I a really cover that anyway at some point. Okay. And Howard the Duck, I assume, is on the list as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lovely. Howard the Duck, that's an interesting one. What a treat you've got ahead of you, Harry. I heard about that one. See, I think I loved that as a child. But I... Yeah, I saw that twice. I, at the... that I saw that twice at the cinema as a child and got treated to a wimpy afterwards the one time. I've heard about very Wimpy's quite a Midland thing. We don't have him up here. Your mum's upset. His mum's from Stafford. Yeah. Oh, that's posh though, isn't it? <laughs> that's, posh. that's posh. Is your mum posh, Harry? I don't know. Uh, She's no. angry I would say your nan is more. Okay. Yeah, she's a servant, yeah. yeah. She's not a servant. That's, that's your granddad. <laughs> yeah, but she's still that bold as in the so, so basically none of you have ever set foot in a Wimpy. I had the Wimpy ZX Spectrum game as well. I mean, if we're going down that road, I didn't think we were. This isn't what I thought we'd talk about, but I'm, I'm in. You're in too deep. So <laughs> we are covering Superman, which came, well, there's a bit of a, it says it came out when I looked on IMDb. Mm -hmm. It's in 1980, but when you actually look at the release date, it's 81. Well, they staggered the release date, didn't they? Yeah, I did wonder whether that was what it was. Yeah, so um, what they did with Superman 2 is they didn't release it necessarily in places in the order you might think. Because was it, I think, I'm, I'm not cheating, I've not got a screen here, so this might be wrong. But I think it got came out somewhere like Australia first, because it was in the summer. It Was it December, November, December 1980? And so it would have been summer in Australia, and then they waited for it to get summer everywhere else. And that's how they released the film. It's something along those lines, I think. But if I'm wrong, don't blame me. Harry, blame your dad. <laughs> so we always start the podcast with Harry getting usually me to recap the plot of the film. Yeah, yeah don't change from the norm there. That's fine. So tonight we're going to get Simon to do it. I'm okay. Nice it's always nice to be guest. Usually with me, it's like one or two sentences. Okay. But we guess it's usually four or five. So how many are you going to give Simon? Four. Oh, 
I am here to tell the story. And I am here for the food. We get four sentences. We always say uh, it's a bit like the back of the DVD. Hang on. Oh, He's got the back of a DVD. Oh, my God. Oh, got... I think I've got this. Hang on. I've taken out cheating, though. He's got... Not, you didn't tell me I couldn't do this. What have I got? What does it say on the back of this? For the listeners, he's just pulled Oh, great. Commentary by... Oh, that's no good, is it? Dad, why have stopped making this of all no DVDs? Oh. So I managed to buy the box set where it doesn't have the synopsis ready on the back, but I came prepared. Look, there you go. Superman 2 <laughs> is the sequel... Oh, let me do that again. Superman 2 is the sequel to Superman the movie, although it was filmed at roughly the same time. There are, that's sentence one. I would suggest there are two stories in Superman 2. Number one is the story of Superman versus a trio of supervillains led by the peerless General Zod coming coming from Superman's homeworld to do battle on Earth. Final sentence. The other side of the story is Superman dealing with his uh, Superman uh, stroke Clark Kent dealing with his dual identity, becoming more human and exploring his romance with Lois Lane. That's four. That's that's quite a good coverage. How did I do, Harry? Good. What version did you watch? I was going to say, we're we're not sure which version we saw because it was advertised at the beginning it said... This is the version that wasn't was meant to be by the studio, but mm. actually, I think it was the Donner cut we watched by the time we got to the end of it. So, are, are we doing spoilers? Yeah, yeah, spoilers. This film came so, out. Okay, so like, at the end of the ver- long enough. at the version at the end of the version you saw, did Superman go back round the world and yes. wind back? You watched the Donner cut. That's what so I watched before. the other one. So <laughs> I watched watch the-, the ending of the other one as well. Yeah, it's yeah. Like- we watched like the um because I knew the big two differences was the ending and the kiss or the flying around the world. It's there's a bit more to it than that. And I've only watched the Donna Cut once because I wasn't that taken with it. And I don't know if the reason I wasn't that taken with it, because I watched it out of curiosity. Um, but Superman 2 was the one I grew up with, and that was the cut. And Superman 2 is a lot more the version that kept, that originally came out is a lot more jokey. Um, it has, uh, instead of having Superman's mum, uh, dad in it, it has Superman's mum because they couldn't afford the rights to put Superman's dad back in it. Did so, so yeah, so you don't, so you don't get Marlon Brando in, uh, in the version that I saw, but you do in the one that you saw and yeah, the, and the music's different as well. So they use they use a lot more music by John Williams. Have you listened to a lot of John Williams, Harry? Yeah, because of because of the films we watched. We watched like yeah. e- soundtrack to ET, um, Jurassic Park, Jones, dun, 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 dun. Um, obviously Superman, Star Wars, dun, dun, loads, dun, 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 all, dun, dun. all sorts of things. Hot. I, I, I want to know what you're humming there. Go on, do that again. I can do the um, a play of a march from Storm Chiefer. Oh, go on then. Done. I can't remember how to do it now. What the, the the Imperial March, the dum 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 that one. Yeah. I yeah, okay. I always, I always think with John Williams, I was like Raiders of a Lost Ark. I was like that. As much as Star Wars and Superman are his famous ones, I just I quite like that. 
I don't know what you think about this, Harry, but sometimes when you've got like three or four things that are really, really good and you're asked to choose a favourite, do you sometimes sit there and think, actually, I like them all and yeah. I don't want to choose? See, I'm on Harry's side now, so we're now ganging up against you. <laughs> the thing is, though, if, if I, I I could only pick two, um, which is my two favourites, I haven't got four. I've got two, which is my all of them. You know, one of them. What? Mr. Darkfire. Oh, we're all about just films in general. Yeah, Mr. Darkfire is one of those. He's on about what his favourite films are. No, no, I'm listening. So, Mrs. Darkfire is one of them, and. And Batman, the second trilogy. So, the second oh. trilogy. The Christopher Nolans. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so how old are you now, Harry? 13. 13. So when Mrs. Doubtfire originally came out, yeah. um, if you'd have been 11, you might not have been allowed to see it, or you might have been if you'd have waited a few more months. So did you know the story of this? No. So when Mrs. Doubtfire first came out, it was given a 12 certificate in cinemas and then loads of parents complained because they wanted to take uh, they wanted to take their children to see it at the cinema. And they're just like, you're not letting us see it because it's a PG. And they re-released the film about three or four months later with a PG certificate. So more people could get in because they protested so much about it. So you might have just had to wait once upon a time. I'll I was all, I was always old. No, it was never a problem. I'll be joining them. Would you? Would yeah. you sneak in underage? Yeah. If you were 11, would you sneak into a 12? Okay. Well, I'd protest against it. <laughs> would you be waving placards out the front? I want a proper yeah. protest. Excellent. I think I could get on with Harry. I never knew that. See, I'm learning. It's just like an educational podcast. It's for us to learn. Did you make one? What I found with um, when I was looking, I, was, I always try and look into facts about Superman 2 and what I found about our films. And I found with Superman 2, pretty much everything resolves, revolves around the issues with the two directors. Yes. And what studios. is the story about that? So essentially, if I'm right, Simon, I'm sure will correct me. Is there is a book on this. That's how long a story it is. Essentially, the director of the first one, Richard Donner, yeah. they filmed a lot of the second one at the same time. Yeah. Then he fell out with the studio. So they brought in, they didn't like the direction and whatever, they brought in another director who... Yeah. Essentially, from what I understand, he had to refilm certain stuff. Had to. Yeah. Because otherwise it couldn't be classed as his film anymore. It was okay, so, more of the Donna stuff, then he probably wouldn't have been able to be labelled as the director. But Donna also didn't want to share credit. Yeah. And so it was, it was, I mean, it's quite it's, it's a very, very long story, but basically the person who that they shot one lot of Superman 2 about a year, year and a half before they shot the rest of Superman 2. So that's why people in the same film sometimes look a bit different because they just got older, um, that they'd taken that long to come back and finish the film off. So, yeah, the, the person it's, it's credited to in the end is Richard Lester, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who yeah. would go on to do Superman 3. Um, but Richard Donner shot, the, I think he still shot a fairly sizable amount. He, he, they'd made about three quarters of it before they shut it down. And then they came, the new person came in and reshot quite a lot of it as well. So it's all a bit of a jigsaw puzzle, really. Yeah. I don't get why, if, if you felt that if the person, why would you still release the lover version when you don't want that person to be associated with that? That was yeah. now, I think, what happened at a later date was someone, I can't remember who it was in an interview, said there was more shot by Richard Donner. 
So eventually, as happened as recently with other stuff like Zack Snyder's Justice League and stuff like that, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a fan thing saying, oh, we want Madonna cut, as it became known. Yep. And then the studios eventually realised... Essentially, the studios must have realised there's more money in this. Yeah. If we put it together and release it, it's going to sell us a separate film. Wasn't that like the same with Fantastic, Fantastic Four? Mm-hmm. Where, like, the studio fell away, because I think it wasn't, like, the first actor wanted to make it more dark, but then I think the studio wanted to make it more, like, kid-friendly. Not sure. Or something like that. But that's why a lot of scenes are dark in it. I do get some knowledge about films. <laughs> it depends <laughs> which Fantastic Four you're talking about. It's the... The recent one. I would imagine so, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. The one which didn't do that well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're pretty much on the money there. That the, the version that the director was making was not the one that the studio liked. Yeah. Um, and what was different about that story was it all came out before the film came yeah. out. So usually they keep it secret, don't they? And so, because they want us all to go and see the film and for us not to think that there's anything wrong. But in this case, I think most of us knew when we bought our ticket and queued up to see it um, that even the people involved with it didn't seem to like the film very much. And that doesn't happen very often, I don't think. Well, with this Superman, Christopher Reeve obviously yeah. plays Superman. He's, this was his favourite one. And I can kind of see why. But yeah. it is a scene which I kind of why I want to watch the third one, which is great in the third one. Wait, what? Where he, where he fights himself. Junkyard fight. Yeah. But... There is a lot of moments. This is a moment that when we, I think we talked about it when we did the first Superman. This has got the scene where we touched on it briefly with you before saying about taking your glasses off. This is arguably the worst ever disguise that a superhero can have. Oh my God, he's Superman. Oh no. Just... Because he's literally, no, he's not it's taking the glasses off. No, he's not Superman. And I said that the, the difference is how he carries himself. Yeah. And in yeah. this, Christopher Reeve plays that really well. Yeah. He makes yeah. sure there is a very distinct because obviously there's always been that thing that Lois is meant to be this great reporter and therefore and Superman stood in front of her and she never notices. It's where she actually works it out as such in this. The thing is though, it's whether you believe it when you're watching it. No, because I, I, I grew up watching a lot of Doctor Who when Doctor Who didn't have a lot of money and they were they were making walls out of cardboard and things would fall apart and and just like they had the most rubbish looking monsters but because of the way they put the story together because of the way it was being acted the way it was i i believed it and and while i was watching the film that was all that mattered to me and it's only when i came away i was just like oh hang on maybe that doesn't make an awful lot of sense but while I was watching it, I believe that when he took his uh, that when he took his glasses off, um, she didn't see it because she was so um, torn. She was so romantically torn. And also, I think the performance of Christopher Reeve, the physicality of the performance of Christopher Reeve, yeah. he does give two slightly different performances. Yeah. You know, he's I think he's Clark Kent, as you say carried a little bit different but i do i mean i do agree harry it's not the best disguise in the world yeah. is it Man, i mean i just took my glasses off now while i was talking to you and you still recognized it was me and i was pretty gutted yeah i say like lois lois figures so she thinks she's figured out that clark is superman so she starts to jump out a window when you're not 100 percent like he's actually superman like, but she was, wasn't she? At that yeah. point in the film, I think she was. And also, it had been set up in the film before 
that Lois Lane was a very intrepid reporter, that she would do dangerous things and she would absolutely follow her instinct. And, and don't forget, she'd flown, she'd flown above the world with him in the previous yeah. one. So that's the bit that would terrify me. Yeah. I can't think for a minute Superman would want to sweep me off my feet and like fly me over the top of the world. Mm. But if he even tried, I mean, I'm just I'm just shouting to be put down because that looks scarier than jumping into yeah. Niagara Falls. Yeah, may I just mention this boy? Like Clark stops him, so you sit in the pen and be like, "Oh, stay near me." No, she just ignores the kid and then lets him jump off them, lets him start swinging off the thing. Like, oh, um, by the waterfall. Yeah, it's like, yeah. do you need like there's some almost just some like. There was another moment in this when we watched it where you said it was quite. It's the bit where he's fighting, uh, Zod and his yeah. little group, and he just flies off, doesn't he, Superman? Yeah. And you were like, that doesn't seem very fair, because they're just gonna they're just gonna kill all the people. Well, obviously at that point you didn't realise the idea was you should coax yeah. them away. But it, you were like, why would they attack on Wicking's Club? Because they all like rally around them. Yeah. Little bit like the Spider-Man films, one of the Spider-Man mm. films later on where they protect them. make Spider-Man films. No, different company. Okay. So Harry, did you watch did you watch Man of Steel? Have you watched that Superman no, film? Okay, so in that Superman film, and I won't spoil it, I, I'll just say, in in that one, Superman has to rely a lot more on his strength when he does battle with General Zod because he battles with Zod in that film again. What I really like about that moment that you've just that you've just pointed out there is in Superman two, he outthinks them. It's not about hitting them as hard as possible and the wall shaking or anything like that. He flies off and he does exactly. He confounds them in the way that you were confounded when he flew off. What's he up to? Um, and and it all leads to the trap that he's setting for them. I think that's really clever. I really like that. Yeah. And I think if they did the film today, in fact, as they did do the film today, it would just be a massive fight, a huge fight. Yeah. Whereas actually he outthought them. Yeah. Which obviously Superman, the thing with Superman is that I always say they struggle in films to adapt him probably very well is because mm. he can just outpower everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And in this one, he's outmatched because there's three of them. Yeah, man. And they're great, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I, not, when we watched the first Superman, obviously you, listened, you said you listened to the episode, we found it, and in hindsight, going back, I found it quite slow. Yeah. Um, a lot less happened in it than I remembered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas this one's a shorter film by a good half hour or so. Yeah. So, Harry, you watched the first Harry Potter. Yeah. So the first Harry Potter is, what, two hours, 20 minutes, but about an yeah. hour and 50 minutes of that is setting up all the characters, setting up the world of Hogwarts before you get this kind of rush thing with the Philosopher's Stone coming in towards yeah. the end. The book takes it better. Yeah, and I think what happens with the first Superman film is, is that it sets up the world and it tells you yeah. all about this character start to finish. And it was, I mean, it's, it's easy to forget, I think, just how, just what a revelation the film was when it arrived, that we hadn't seen anything like this in cinema before. So much the same way when we queued up to watch Harry Potter for the first time, we'd not seen that world on screen. And we, and we just could have sat and watched two hours, in fact, as we did, two hours of them putting the world across. So it was to a degree with Superman, because special effects weren't at the point where people could fly. And in fact, that was one of the trickiest things they had with this. How do you make it appear that he can fly? Yeah. I think the flying sequences are great. When you go to Superman 4, the flying sequences are terrible. 
just just terrible. We've done we covered Super Supergirl, which is only which is, yeah. comes out a few years after Superman Two. That's a film. And again, the the, the flying sequence we pointed out the yeah. flying sequences in that were quite poor. Yeah, yeah. they're better than Superman Four. I, I, I would uh, say that. I yeah, they are. And and Supergirl is a very odd, very dark film. I think. I think some of the very very strange and and yeah. This, again, with this film, as we touched on, there's some random Superman powers. Okay. So we can pull off. It turns out we can pull off the S like, of so his chest yeah, and drop that over people. No, Superman, I need a blanket. Like, yeah. And the other Kryptonians, they've got different powers. Yeah. They can make. Can't, can't your shirt do that, Harry? Can't you just rip that off and it just like yeah, it can. Like, it, what, when I just need that, oh Superman, I need a blanket. Like. And then you also. In the version you watch, he can he's got a kiss that makes people forget. Yes, but is that any more daft than winding the world back <laughs> in the film before? And if that means if Superman have a kiss someone, like, they'll just make him forget. I assume he must be able to control it. Mm, true. There are other repercussions of Superman too that you don't see until 2006's Superman Returns as well, which does follow on from it, in that it's heavily implied that um, Clark and Lois have had a child as a result of Superman 2 yeah. without going too into, into the internet. And so there are other little side things going on in the film that they don't pick up on for a very long time. Did you like, did you like the, the bad guys? I actually did. I, I when, when they were fighting the city, I, I keep them saying it was like a, like a proper like boxing match or something. Yeah, it was, it was like we, because obviously Lex, Lex Luthor is his big bad yeah. guy, but mm. that's a mental thing because mm. you could obviously never physically stop him. No. Whereas this was like the first, this is for you, was the first time you'd seen Superman yeah. fight somebody yeah. and actually not be the best. Yeah. I don't know in your version, which you watched though, but he he went to like, he got, because he actually has powers, he goes to this like bar, not bar, he, um, like a diner, yeah, diner. yeah it's in both and he gets beat and then yeah. he goes back. When he's got his powers. But, like, that person doesn't remember, so why are you going back and doesn't remember it? And he just beats him up. So, yeah, that's the confusing bit, because in, I I take that. It in your version, he will remember, won't he? Yeah, yeah, it's still, it's, it's still all in there, yeah. But in the other version, technically, because he's wound the world back, yeah, that guy doesn't remember. I, I see. Uh, wait, wait, Harry, I want to know if you can say, if you can say General Zod's famous line from Superman 2. I don't know what I it was. It, it, you, you have to say, you have to do it really sternly. I don't as know if what you try to take over the world and it's son of Jorel, kneel before Zod. Oh, I don't know if I can say that. Don't, I can, son of Jorel. Yeah, I can say, I don't think I can say it in his. But you've got like, to go, kneel before Zod. Kneel, you, Dad. That's it. Kneel. I'm going to say that to Dad. I think, like, so the actor who plays Zod is. It's called Terence Stamp. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if you'd seen him in anything else, but I can't think if you have. Um, but he's like probably a way more. I suppose, and really, if you look at some of the actors in this in general, they've got quite some quite high thought of actors for a comic book movie. Well, Marlon Brando is considered arguably by a lot of people one of the greatest actors ever. But he wasn't in my version. Well, no, but just in he's general, he's only in your version. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Hackman's in it. Yeah. He plays Lex Luthor. And then you've got Terrence Stamp, who again is yeah. thought of as like this very serious. And so the fact so that you might you might have seen Terrence Stamp in Star Wars episode one. Have you seen that? Yes, we have. 
yeah. So he's he's Supreme Chancellor Valorum in Star Wars Episode One. Oh, I did just no. look that up. I have no idea. So long since I've seen that. I knew you've probably popped into something. He's in the Haunted Mansion as well, the Eddie Murphy thing, but I wouldn't rush. And um, <laughs> he's in Miss, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I really quite like that. that that's not bad. Those are the only ones I can tell you about yeah, on this list, though. That, I probably don't remember. <laughs> I, I'm dying to know, Harry. Did you like it? Did you like Superman 2? Yeah, I liked it a lot more than the first one because the first one just dragged on for me. Properly well, do you know what? the first one we found there was a lot that you could have gone you could have got rid of those for 10 minutes you could have got rid oh, of oh no um, no and i no. get what you're yes. saying it's a world building thing but it, like, you don't... obviously he's seen it from a younger age yeah of course of course and i'm surprised like i said i think i always thought i'd watch superman quite a lot and i don't think you, i had you, i think i'd watch superman well, too a lot you don't need five minutes of him holding and, like you said flying through new york no you, you need 10 minutes you need more um, like you said, I know. I remember watching Superman three quite a lot and no, Superman just... four quite a lot. Yeah. Well, we we just watched what was on the telly. Yeah. It was whichever ITV happened to show, usually on a bank holiday, wasn't it? If they didn't have a James Bond film. I, I, for in my head, I got some reason that I think Superman three was shown quite a lot. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, if it's on a beat like BCS. VHS. Yeah. Mm. We were in a charity shop once and we saw a VHS tape. And he's like, one... "Can I buy this?" And I was like, "Where are you going to play it?" I still want one for my collection. What? I think that's great. I just want one. They look cool. That they were our lifeblood. If we, I mean, to, to hear you talking about it as a cool piece of nostalgia for a collection, oh, yeah. I, the the number of VHS tapes I bought and 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 a burn through in my life, I was just like, okay, I, if you get one, I've still got a garage full of VHS tapes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a deal. <laughs> Then you have to find a television that it will work with. Just going to say, yeah, that's the yeah. other problem. Yeah, have you got a SCART connector somewhere? Or... Do you know what? I think the TV in my room might still have might have a SCART socket. On. You're talking yourself into this, you know. I know, yeah, I've just yeah, realised. Yeah, yeah, your old TV is very boxy, like on the old ones. Well. It's one of the first, that, like, it's not one of the first. It's about 10 years old, but it's still, it was top of the range at the time, so it's still quite... So it's... was I once. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Long time ago. No, I'm on a hunt now. But no, yeah, you you definitely were watching this one. You weren't the last one, the first one. You were a bit, you drifted a lot. I found, but with this one, you seem to be yeah. very much more engaged. Don't need ten minutes of flying. It's two stories. This one, isn't it? Whereas the other one is is pretty concentrated on on the one big threat. Yeah, uh, yeah which I didn't realize until I really watched it because I haven't watched it for quite a few years. Probably about. To, Probably since you've been born, to be honest, I don't think I've watched it. Oh, um, to a rewatching it, I didn't really realise how much of a split it, how much yeah, yeah. distinctive it was. I like it. I... Yeah. Because I like how, I think what showed me that, like, these, like, what, Sog and all those were powerful was, you know, like, they're in the town, and they're just, like, the army's just, uh, like, shooting them, and, like, <laughs> they launch, like, a rocket launcher at them, and he just catches the missile and just bends, like... Yeah, it, it establishes the... They're going to be competition for them, isn't it? No, like don't mess with them. Yeah. So you like you like the the second Batman trilogy as well. Yeah. yeah? Okay. So the last one of those, the Dark Knight Rises, okay. Um, I don't think there's a lot of Batman in it. I think there's what is it two? It's 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 two hours forty, isn't it? The the Dark Knight Rises. If you lock the credits off, I think you get about half an hour of Batman in it. 
And I think the surprising thing about Superman 2, you don't actually get that much Superman in it either. Did you think that? No. It's, it's mainly Clark, isn't he? It's mainly Clark because he gets really powerful. But I've, I don't know if it was said it in that last podcast, but I've said this about Superman, but I think Superman is more, Clark Kent's more interesting than Superman. True. And like, that's where the problem falls like, with Superman. That's why Superman struggles on the big screen more recently, because they forget how interesting Clark Kent is. Yeah. Oh. Pers- as in, like, with Batman, Batman's interested in Bruce Wayne's... To me, Batman's the, the real person and Bruce Wayne's the, like, the persona for the, for the public. Yeah. Because he plays that. Whereas with Superman, the, the humanity of him is the interesting part in Superman because he is so powerful and, in theory, can't be killed by anybody very easily and stuff like that. But he's weak to Right. On the more recent Superman films focus a lot more on Superman whereas the Christopher Reeves one's got that balance a bit better because because I, I don't know where, where that came from but I think Christopher Reeves especially knew how to play the two as very distinctive people yeah. like you touched on before it's like he like he does two performances of the same yeah. person and I think that's why maybe these ones work a bit better yeah but if you call Superman lead would he not be able to see Wait, if you just like, you're obsessed with this lead thing. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm just keeping thinking about. You know, see if you, put, see if you like got lead sunglasses and covered his eyes. Would he not be able to see? No. See that. That's how. That's how you would do a surprise move to Polly Fun. <laughs> it's probably less cost effective. Though. So, my my th- as someone who's who's grown less interested in superhero movies over the last few years, that there's some I like, there's some that I don't. I think the ones that get it. But the ones that get it best, and I think we've seen brilliant Superman films and brilliant super, uh, Batman films um, and brilliant and Iron Man film as well, are the ones that get duality and um, that they're the struggle between the two sides of the whole super. Because I thought the recent Spider, I think the first of the recent Spider-Man trilogy was brilliant for this. That, that the whole idea of the human side and the hero side kind of fighting with each other. I sort of felt that trilogy got a little bit weaker as it went along, but it still had that at the heart. Yeah. And so I think when you get a great Superman film, it's it's when they balance the duality of the person fighting to be human and accepted on Earth, the, the kind of alien on Earth. That's interesting. That's That to me is far more interesting than a 40-minute fight knocking shades out of each other. Um, and I think it's the same with Batman as well. And I think that, and I love that second Batman trilogy as well. And that, and what I really like about it was it's really brave in that it holds Batman back so much. That's one of the many reasons I like about it, that it is focused on the Bruce Wayne character, which is ordinarily the, not what we turn up to see. It's not caught, it, it doesn't say on the poster, does it? The Bruce Wayne rises. Um, and we're there to see Batman and they give us Bruce Wayne I thought that was really bold and really interesting more recently when it comes to superhero films and I know some people love them some people don't and I'm just kind of in the middle if I go and watch something like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness for instance there's no duality to that and I just thought it's all right it's fine but the same with the last Thor film. I was just like, well, it's just Thor, isn't it? He's swinging his hammer around again. And um, and there's no, there, there's nothing that massively interests me about the central character. Whereas if you've got duality, then I think there is. I think when you come to Dick Tracy as well, I think that's one of the reasons that that, that film doesn't quite gel 
as much I, I love the look of Dick Tracy and I think it's a really stylish film but it's a fairly straightforward character and I think at the end of it with a lot of these it does come back to how interesting these characters are in the middle of it all I think you can have a bad story with interesting characters and it still be a really good film I don't think you can get away with with just dull flat characters in a really good story so when you were when we were watching this you said why would he give up his powers yeah like why oh like and i was trying to explain to you it's because he wants to just be be a human because he's never growing up he's never been able to fit in because he's always yeah. been yeah you can't yeah. show your powers you can't show your powers you can't be better than he he, he would he give everything up not to be an outsider again i think that's really powerful about feeling different and he doesn't want to feel different i feel different so that's fine there you yeah. go. So you just yeah. said you you, you feel know. different, and you can understand why you would you'd yeah. going into a, a a bit of a more serious conversation. You have said many a times you just want to be like everyone else. Sometimes. Yeah, no, I don't. Can imagine having these powers and rubbing. No one's going to talk you to the ground. <laughs> well, that's true. But if that's it. All there's a TV program which I've talked to you about before called Smallville, which I always thought was a really good representation of the dualarity of it. Simon's so smiling here, so I'm intrigued by what that means. So I mean, I'm, re- I'm, I'm really interested in what you're saying, Harry, about the, 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 the bit about feeling different and, and wanting to fit in. But I'm just interested, would you give up your powers? No. If you had all of these powers? No. Not even a question. It would be a much shorter film if it was about you. Yeah. Well, this is what I always say. Like, you say that because of his ADHD and his autism yeah, and stuff like that. But I always say to you, it also is what makes you the person you are. Yes, but as a parent, we wouldn't change that. Yeah. Neil, your mum would never change that. So as much as there's, in your eyes, there's negatives to it. Yeah, there's negatives to, to yeah. everybody's personality, mate. Imagine, imagine that. And that's what essentially, in a theory, so your Superman realizes that he wants to be like everybody else, but actually, what who he really is is what's important. Imagine Superman in football. You'd be properly able to, like, rugby, There's a lot of stuff he'd be really good at. Rugby, Playing though. cards would be one. Like, no, in rugby, I bet he'd be banned from casinos. No, they'll probably fall into where, like, leg glasses. Which basically, like what we've briefly touched on before is in the next film, there's a point where he gets split. So Clark is one and Superman's one, and they fight each other to come back. Well, clearly... Superman, Superman's evil... Because he hasn't got the wholesomeness in him. Well, clearly, Super Clark will lose because he's Clark. Well, he made a fourth one. I, 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 I think you're going to have fun with bits of Superman three, Harry. <laughs> like Superman three, I remember the robot lady was quite scary as a child. Absolutely terrifying. <gasps> but let's not tell him that yet. Um, Absolutely well, terrifying. Well, the rest of it was is actually quite fun. It's um, a comedy, isn't it? It's not really a Superman film. Robot lady. It's a lot more light-hearted because yeah. it's got a comedian in it. True. Which I don't think you've. Oh yeah, you have. Um, Rich probably watched Brewster's Millions. The Myrtle. Yeah. <laughs> he's in it. Who? Brewster. He's in Spider. He's in Superman Three. No. I'm about to say Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man Three. Whereas this one, the first couple of Superman are a lot more serious, I guess. And the comic effect is more the henchman yeah. type. Otis, the t- who's... <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> air quotes. <laughs> the air quotes. This is what he does. He just 
People don't. No, see- I, I'm watching the. I'm watching. I'm watching Harry do all the air quotes as you as you come out with your phrases. <laughs> he takes a makeup. Uh, we are talking about potentially we're going to go on YouTube at some point in the year. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that would. Be, I think that would be really interesting and really <laughs> well, fun. I, my worry is him. What? He'll be a star. But um, what was your favorite bit of this? I don't know. I feel like definitely when like, they were just fighting. I don't know why. I just liked it because it was so interesting seeing the basically three Supermans against Superman. But Bruce, I just liked how like he would get hit and then they would get hit, but like they wouldn't go down. But instead, like Superman would like chop them, but they would still get up and I'll just hold a boss. And stuff, but I don't get it. If you've just seen these people make Superman flee, why would you stop chasing them? Really, why would you think, oh, let me just pick up a cone and try and smack one in the because end? See what happens. That's like meant to be that's meant to be a representation of the goodness in people that they see, like, okay, these people have just killed Superman in their eyes at that point. I think is what it is. Why not just and sneak down? He's not obviously, he's not dead, yeah, but they're gonna, you know, he's their hero and True. they're gonna. They can't fight all of them. Chuck We're in theory, they probably can actually fight all of them. But chuck, chuck some lead at them. Lead doesn't hurt them. <laughs> I never... just can't see through it. Chuck at the eyes then. I can't see them. You're going to enjoy one of the later Alien films. That's all I'll say on that. <laughs> if it comes you, uh, to lead. What was your favourite bit of this? So... I've, I've Superman 2. There's, there's an awful lot I like about it. Um, and if you're asking me to pick a favourite bit, I'm not great at that. Um, I I like the I like the two stories, I, and I like all the daft stuff as well. I mean, one of the reasons I really like about Superman three is it just goes daft, and I, I appreciate lots of people don't like the film, and I'm in a minority. But I I like fun. I'm a bit old fashioned like that, and I think the fact that the tone of this one is a little bit lighter um, has always appealed to me. But you asked me what was my favourite bit. I mean, the bit that any bit with General Zod. I mean, can I have that? Am I allowed yeah. that, Harry? Does that pass the yeah. rules? Yeah, yeah. I I'm think I think yeah. I, I think General Zod is is just brilliant, you know. And I don't think villains are brilliant a lot of the time, but General Zod is brilliant. I always what I, what I do quite like about this. This is falls into that. Alan Rickman is a villain in yes. And yes. um, I always think that Tom Hiddleston as Loki taps into that in a very yeah early. yeah I see that. But there's a bit, isn't there, where General Zod is just like, and, and, and maybe this might be my favourite bit because it always makes me chuckle, where they've conquered Earth so easily yeah. and they just sat around bored. And this is like, they've only been on Earth for like 20 minutes and they just sat around and, and they've just got nothing to do because yeah. they've just beaten it all that easily. So I'll have that. That gives you a specific answer to your question. I think what also makes me realise how powerful they are is when like, they burst into the White House and like the White House has like, all these men. Like, they have like a proper, like, like, proper like, defence and they just get rid of it with ease. I also like the bit in that bit where he where he says, oh, come and kneel before me, and the guy gets kneel. up and kneels before him, and he yeah. knows, being who he is, that a leader wouldn't do that. So he yeah. knows that's not the president. I quite like that, because that shows that General Zod isn't just evil, he's unlike yeah. strong and stuff like that, but he's smart. That's what makes him formidable, is that oh, yeah, he's actually quite a smart... Yeah. That's the Did impression you've always got in... In all the Superman films, in small, in all, in all the comics and stuff like that, is that Zod's not just—he's a general. There's a reason he's a general. He's—he's he's not 
stupid. He's not just there because he's hard. But he's not even the biggest of the three of them, is he? No. He's essentially got a henchman. And their plan wouldn't work either if it wasn't for Lex Luthor. Who, because uh, uh, well, I remember watching it once and thinking, why on earth is Lex Luthor in the midst of all of this? Because he's not needed. You've got the three most powerful people, uh, well, three of the four most powerful people ever to be on earth. Um, and yet it's Lex Luthor who, who like bridges the gap for them. You like Lex Luthor, don't you, Harry? Yeah. Yeah. He's fun, isn't he? Yeah. See, I like... like him breaking out of prison. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get why though, because he doesn't really do a lot. I guess he does owe tell him where his base is. He does. That's the point, is he, he knows Superman's weakness on Earth as such. Yeah. He knows about Superman. Because obviously they don't know about Superman when they come into it. True. They just come to this planet, they don't know about him. He's the one that explains about him, and then he's the one that helps him. Look, may I also say is, look, it's Superman. Superman's a bathroom in this and pleasure. So you just think he'll somehow have some sort of like a TV so we can check. No. Oh, in the so- yeah. Yeah, he had this big issue with but this fortress of solitude. There's not much going on there other than like the crystals. Yeah. Well, they, they, it could use a Nintendo, couldn't it? Yeah. A bathroom at least. <laughs> you weren't convinced there was a toilet or anything there. Were all that to sleep, I think. Yeah, no, there's-, there's, there's no yellow snow either, is there? So, like, the colony is a bathroom from when Lex and his... I can't remember what her name was in the film. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. She disappears. She... So the girl that helped... I can't remember what her name is. The one that helps him escape. She probably killed her. She then just disappears. They probably... Oh, Miss Tessmacher? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's more in the first one, isn't she? But she gets him out of prison. Yeah. Fly a hot air balloon. It is one of the easiest prison breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, it's just like, okay, he's the greatest criminal mind, and they never think to put him in a door with the lock on it or anything like that. I mean, he, he manages to get out of these prisons with alarming uh, alarming ease. It's obviously, it must have been much easier to break out of prison. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but he all he needed was a hot air balloon and a Because no one ever notices a hot, that famously fast moving vehicle, the hot air balloon. <laughs> the fact that the, the light pans onto him and they don't do anything about they it. They don't do anything. Because they're watching the football or something on the TV. That's it. Well, so true. basically, it always impl- all falls down to who you employ. No, so, and also, how does he build a like a hologram machine in prison? Yeah, there is a bit of a grey area there. I thought that. <laughs> so, Harry, if you if you were to build a prison, how would you keep Lex Luthor in? Well, you wouldn't put him with his mate to start with. No, I'd lock him in the basement. Is that right? Yeah. Well, like you touched on Simon, he, has a, he seems to have a, a, an awful lot of freedom for someone who's meant to be a criminal mastermind. I, no, I would put him in like, you know, like I'd put him in on that, like, near an experiment of that long, like, glass bridge. Yeah, oh, but he got out of that. <laughs> put him there, but it would make, be like some solid metal. It would have a door, another door, and a door, and then a normal door with yep. 20 locks on it. He's not getting at that. There you go. That, I mean, that, that's how you're going to make your future uh, fortune. Is. That is, Harry. You're going to design prisons. If he tries to get out, I'll drop him. I'll, 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 I'll drop him. I'll press a <laughs> button. I'll, I'll just put a giant fist and punch him back in his cell. That's so so when, when you get to about the age of 15, you're going to discover futuristic prison movies, and you're yeah. going to have a ball. 
What, I, it, just get a giant fist and suck a punch of if it doesn't go back in the cell? I must admit, there's a lot of films as you get an older, I think you're going to quite enjoy. Like yes. what? Yeah. Well, because we're trying to stick to anything when... So I was born in 79, and I said anything up to sort of 1999, because I think that's a really good year for film anyway. That was one of the best years for films. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so that sort of gives... How old? My, up until I was about 20, but anything... How obviously old? anything older as well is allowed. How old was you in 1980? 1999 yeah. I'd have been 20 oh but it, uh, that gives a quite a broad area and obviously as you get older you can watch older films that still yeah. fall into that genre and there's like a, there's a lot come out the whole I, I love Sylvester Stallone there's a whole lot of Stallone films well he did he did a futuristic prison movie yeah there's quite <gasps> there's, 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 quite yeah, a, there's a trilogy of those isn't there there's, there's quite a lot of um, things where he's in prison well, the best Sylvester Stallone film is Rocky Four, but I know you've yeah. already I, I know you've already reviewed that, and you've you've not given it five stars. I noticed. No, but it, I would. So it's something we'd ask you later. But I always like Harry's just touched on um, his favorite films, Mrs. Doubtfire. What's yours out of interest? Uh, my favorite my favorite film is a, a film called Field of Dreams, which came out in nineteen eighty nine. And um, and that's a very special film to me. That is a PG film, but I watched that for the first time when I was about 13, I think. 13 or 14, I must have been. Um, and it was the second time I watched it when I was 18 or 19 and just sort of understood it a bit better because it got me the first time. It really got me the second time. And I, I sometimes think if you're going to have a favourite film, you don't realise it's your favourite film until you've watched it at least two or three times. That's the point. Like I you... always say, there's a very distinct difference between favourite and greatest. So, like, you yeah. might think this is one of the greatest films ever. Yeah. But it is one of the greatest films ever. I'll, st- I'll fight that as well. I was going to say, yeah, Field of Dreams is one of those ones that blurs those lines. I do feel, I'll give you yeah. that. Um, but, like, a lot of people say Shawshank Redemption. Which is a great film. I went to see that opening night. There was virtually no one in the cinema. That was at the showcase in Liverpool, not far from you. Um, you watch all the time. Yeah, and nothing, barely anyone in there. You know? It's like, like, like you mentioned about Rocky Four, which is yeah. probably one of my favourite films because I yeah. just, I've watched it so many times. I, I don't get bored of it. I don't re- don't watch the new cut of it. Have you seen that? I do you know what I have. I wasn't how to, how to take five stars down to two. I just wasn't. I didn't What's get. Difference? Oh, it's it's what basically what Rocky Ford does. I always felt was it. Is that it's, it's Sylvester Stallone realizing what was the, the important bits of his character Wait, that... and streamlining it to yeah. a ninety-minute film Wait, with music. Russia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as he gets old and he's redone it, <laughs> he's 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 flushed it out and he didn't need to. Well, his sense and all the sense of humor's gone as well. It... It, it's like all the fun. The robot goes. The robot's gone. I know. Stars. I know. I tell you, if you like robots, wait till you get to Superman three, Harry. Well, after we will watch Superman three. Yay! I'm dying to know what you two think of that now. Well, I think I know what one of you thinks. I'm dying to know what Harry thinks of it. What is it? Is the robot a good robot? Nice robot. Not telling you. Not telling you. You oh, have to find no. out for yourself. Yeah. I'm not telling you that. I don't spoil films for oh. you. You. You're not spo- you, I'm we not spoil sp- films we've watched, but we don't spoil films we e- haven't watched. Is it East, West, doesn't matter? You think it's Rocky Horror you you've drilled that song into my head. So. I listen to a lot of music from films. Yeah, yeah, that's quality parenting. Yeah. Right, I'm with you. You moved to the Disney songs, Dad. You need to go back. Recently, we've read that Disney songs. On you need to go back to your list. 
You need to go back to your original okay. playlist. I can't stand. Should we talk? Should we rate Superman two? Yeah, because I can't stand listening to them trying to music anymore. I'm going. <laughs> so it. when we rate, this is it. the toughest podcast I've ever been on. I mean, oh. what, <laughs> when we rate films, we always um, like I just touched on five five star film doesn't have to be the best film ever. So to give you an idea, what has been given five stars by us, we have yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire it. I'd give that three stars. Scandalous. I'm, I'm expecting him to glare at me now. Let me have a look what face. Oh, <laughs> look at the look. He's give, Harry's giving me a Paddington hard stare there. That's, Paddington 2 would probably be a five-star film. Paddington 2, I'll give five stars to. Yeah, um, I agree with that. We've gave Muppets Christmas Carol five stars. Uh, I saw that the weekend that came out as well. That's how old I am. Well, it's, um, a, it, it, it's, it's unimprovable. I'm copying. But yeah, that's what we always say. It has to be in a genre where it's in. Yeah. Um, what... Although the although the original version is coming back this Christmas, you'll be yeah, able to yeah. see. Oh. Wait, what? Yeah. So they've added a they've added a song in that they cut out and that Which was no in one... it when I saw it in the cinema. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And that'll put me back in. Or think... on video, wasn't it? It was on the original video, I think. That's it. Who that's... framed Roger Rabbit? What was the five star film? Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? I uh, maybe 4.9 now. Four, we four, yeah, I don't do half marks. I'm not allowed those. I'm quite tight on myself for that. I think that I think that's a high four. Um as, as an achievement, it was off the chart. Then, it, it, it's one of those few times you sit and watch a film and you just sit, I've got no idea how they did it. We also recently did Hot Fuzz, which I said is for me the <gasps> five stars. Yes. Just because it's, it's probably one of the films that makes me laugh the most. He drop kicked the grandma. <laughs> Which part of shotgun? <laughs> uh, hot first can have four stars. I, I like hot first. That's how we rate films. We base it on at what it does. Is it can it be improved on? And well, it, 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 once you assume that nothing's it, nothing is perfect, um, apart from field of dreams, and um, that that it's it's but I mean, all, all joking aside, everything somewhere along I can probably be improved on somewhere. But you get what you get, right? So. Yeah. Superman 2, I always loved. I, I'm quite, I could sit quite happily and tell you it's a five-star film because I, I, I put it on this afternoon um, ahead of this interrogation and, and two hours just flew, absolutely flew. Um, I think the first Superman is a five-star film as well. I think Superman 3 is a three-star movie if I'm rating it objectively, but it's five stars to me. Three stars, so, five star film. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Um, I, I, I get to this scoring system quite a lot. Superman four, I, I, I mean, God love it. I just can't take a bullet for it. I, I just, I, I, I rewatched it last year, okay. desperate to find things that I really liked in it, and it, it's just not good. And so, so, so does that mean you're giving this five stars? Yeah. Yes. What would you give it? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Is he still sulking with me over the <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire rating, though? That's what I want to know. Probably, yeah. You've probably shown yourself in the foot So is it now going down to one star just to annoy me? There's mischief in his eyes, isn't there? <laughs> I forgot you can't read it. I can't see you because we've got an Excel sheet on. Them, but... yeah, just... right, I'm going to glare right into the camera. Let's just... Um... Try and find Superman. <laughs> Harry, blink. Uh, Blink. <laughs> you gave Superman three stars. Okay. Yeah. I'm... Superman Returns can have three stars. That's a long film. 
that doesn't need to be that long. I'm gonna feel night. I give it a three. No, I'm gonna get a solid four point one. I knew he was gonna do that. He always says this. He always says solid, and then follows it by a point. <laughs> right. So I'm I'm on your website now. So I'm going down. I'm going down Harry's scores of films. Let's have a look at what you've done. Jurassic Park three and a half. No, that's a five. The Lost World, Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, I agree with that. Jurassic Park 3, 3. Yeah, I agree with that. Fallen Kingdom 3.9. I don't know how you get to 0.9. Why does Jurassic Park World Fallen Kingdom end up with a point? Okay, fair enough. Let's go down a little bit. Let's see what we've got. Rocky gets three stars. Rocky 2 gets four. Rocky 3 gets four. Rocky 4 gets four. And then Rocky 5, bizarrely, gets 3.55. I don't like Rocky 5. It's not good. No, it's it's not good. No, I don't like Rocky okay. Six. Hook, I'd give three stars to, and you give them that four. Let's have a look. Uh, Back to the Future is five, and you appear to have, it must be a typing error. You appear to have given it 4.5 when you meant to give it five, yeah? <laughs> I think he's there. Uh, he's not a <laughs> Dad really changed that. Dad, you do the typo. Yeah, I can only assume that your dad's not typed that in properly and, and ah, erroneously put a four nailed. and a decimal point in there. Your dad needs um, to update his website so it might be wrong. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Gremlins 2, the new batch, 3.6. Which one was that? The second Gremlins film. Oh, did I? What did I rate the first Gremlins? That's harsh, that is. Wait, what did I rate the first Gremlins? You, uh, the first Gremlins, you also gave 3.62, giving the Gremlins franchise an average score of, let me just work this out, 3.6. I need, hold on. So we need to really go back and redo uh, the films. Yeah, I see. I think so. I think you need to revisit some of the Iron Giant 4.9. I've got no idea why that's not a five. However, however, Harry, just to sh- shift the focus, oh your dad appears to have given the Iron Giant just four stars. I know. What's wrong with him? Sort I don't him out. know. Could you sort him yeah. out? In fact, I think I'm looking at the wrong column here, Harry, because yours are pretty much uh, pretty much where mine are. Let's have a look what your your what your dad's been up to. Update the website. I keep on telling. That's all right. I've got this. I, I I've got us covered here. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, three point seven five. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) You did Watership Down. My life. That 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 was an episode. I bet. What did you what did I rate it? I can't remember. I just didn't get to the end. I mean, crikey, I, I've got no urge to watch Watership Down again. What I did I rate it? it? Oh. Watership Down, you gave uh 3.5 and your I dad gave it 3.25. I do I do like the fact you gave Robin Hood Prince of Thieves five stars. Um oh, so, so you know Simon's a huge Kevin Costner fan. Yeah. He's the main so, in fact, you've listed Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves twice on your review list, and I, I want you to know I approve of this. Oh, wait. Yeah, so so I think you've given it 10 stars because you've listed it yeah, twice. The website. So that's got more points on your website than anything else so far. So, okay, yeah. I can live with that. Uh, yeah, right. well, this, this, this is interesting, but Harry, I'm more inclined to go with your scores than your dad's. Okay. Safe. The triumphant look, apart from I'm this, not sure, I should, I should, not really sure I should give my rating on this one now because she's going to be picked apart. Too late, Dad. See, I was going to give it a four. 
I'm glad you used the past tense. Carry on and tell us what you're actually going to give it. Uh, that's what I'm going to give it. <laughs> I, I gave it a point ahead. Okay. It's the first I gave it a four, anything 4.1. Because I wouldn't say it's a five-star film, and I wouldn't quite say it's a 4.5. So I'm just going to... I tend not to give as many anymore of the middle areas. So, so you're giving it a four four stars, which yeah, is the same. Let's back this up. So you, 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 you've given it four, which is the same score that you've given to the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I was stunned oh. by that as well. Really? Okay. Uh, what about the Mighty Ducks colon Game Changers? You gave that four as well. That's a series, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that the no, that's not the franchise name of it though, is it? Because you've got a separate score for the Mighty Ducks franchise underneath that of three point seven five. Yep. Harry, I think you've got a challenge on your hands with him, really. Um, and I think when it comes to your YouTube career, I, I, I would significantly reduce the amount of opinions he's allowed to put forward and I'd put more of yours in. How's that? <laughs> I think that will happen anyway. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that would be the case. As we found, <laughs> so that gives, but that gives Superman 4.4 overall. Okay, I, I can live with that. I can live with that. Yeah. It's fair. I, I see the flaws in it, I, I, but I'm not going to tell you about them. <laughs> so, you know, what, what we have found with our podcast is that over time, so it started with it was quite, I led it a lot more. And as time's gone on, Harry's got more. Don't listen to our first episode, please. I'm sure Simon <laughs> thinks the same of his first episode. I do, yeah, yeah. My first episode's awful. What was your first um, episode? I've probably listened. My first episode is Tomb Raider, I think. Um, and I didn't know what I was doing. And I've deliberately left my first episode up. Um, and the, the sound levels are all over the place. And there's lots of errs and ums. And I'm banging the microphone. And like the, the door's banging in the background. But the reason I've left it up is because over... The, I don't know whether you found this, Harry. Over the course of doing podcasts, once you do lots of them, you gradually get better. And I think it's really important that you show your path so that someone who's following you can see kind of see where you've come from yeah no so i would say to you um if you want to listen to my first episode listen to it and you'll see how much uh how much different how much differently i do it now but i find that quite interesting because podcasting is the one thing is one thing i think we can all do yeah. you know it's quite hard for us all to write a book or make a film or something like that yeah. but podcasting yeah so I, I, I put mine out pretty much warts and all. You know, you, you, you can see all the bumps, all the bruises, and I think that's all right. Well, you always get people online saying what would you recommend to people who are doing podcasts now? We just say, have fun. Press record and start talking. Like, don't, yeah. uh, don't worry about what pineapple, everyone else pineapple, thinks. Pineapple, pineapple. If, if it's a good podcast, people will listen to it. If it's not, What's if you mine? do it for yourself, it's the best way of doing it, Ace. Yeah, that's, that, that, I, I agree with that. Just... It's like, because obviously for you, you just... So for those that so basically as Simon touched on this podcast is basically just him talking about yeah. the, st the story of how films are made, isn't it? Yeah. Behind the scenes. What's quite interesting is there's another podcast which obviously you know the person who runs it called M who does verbal diorama. I I, I am aware of M, yeah. yeah. Um who on the on the surface sounds like it's a very similar podcast, but actually I think they're very different. Yeah. Pineapple. She does essentially she tells more, I would say yours is more about the creation of it, and hers is more about her watching it and telling loads of random facts about it. And also, yeah, we 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 get on very well, me and him. 
Um, we, we have the odd rumble in the car park if we're going to have a fight, you know, a proper 80s movie star. Well, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I listen to both your episodes on the film if we're going to cover it. Yeah. Just because it helps. One of the best ones I've listened to on yours, which I love, is the Hercules one, because I love Hercules. Oh, the, the whole Jack Nicholson was nearly cast yeah. in it. And the Spice Girls. Um, and which, for the record, Spice Girls would completely change that film. Yeah. Stop being gospel. Hmm. That's one of the Spice Girls. I can tolerate them. The Spice, the Spice Girls movie is really interesting. Yeah, I, we, I think we I, that with his mum. Yeah. I, I really like Spice World. And my favourite bit in Spice World is when they blatantly can't afford the big special effect that they're building up to. Yes. And the bus, and so they cut to a toy bus going over a toy bridge and they get away with it. And I, I remember sitting in the cinema and just like almost applauding and just think, fair well, enough. For our anniversary month, we did E.T., Big. Yeah. This is just going on for Raiders of Our Stark. Yeah. And we did Spice World with his mum. Wonderful. That film. And out of all the films we've re- recorded, Spice World isn't our lowest rating film. Yeah, it's Spice World's good fun. Which Spice World's good fun. I enjoyed it. He kept, kept him entertained. Yeah, it's good fun. Yes. Yep. Yeah, he hate he, he. We've had. We, it's now officially our lowest rated film, which isn't on the website yet. Which is Spice, which is Supergirl. Okay. But it, what, what did what did you give to Supergirl, Harry? How many stars? Um, you probably check. No, you can't check. Looks like it's not. Dad has it updated it. Uh, Supergirl is overall because we had a guest on that, so that helped. That also pulled it down. Is Harry gave it two, I gave it two, and the guest gave it one, which made it 1.6. Oh dear. Oh, I don't think it's one. Um, I, I can understand two. I think there's interesting things in it, but yeah. But it, before it's tonally that, very odd. Before that, our lowest rated film was Beetlejuice. I saw that. I saw that. And um, because you, you both gave it two stars, and I sort of get that. I don't, don't agree with you, but I, I sort of get that. Well, it is. I it's the same with Nightmare Before Christmas, which I don't dislike, but I'm I never got caught up in it. At, yeah, at no, I get that. So I never got caught up in Beetlejuice. So it never really it was never really a big thing for me. If you me, and then when Harry watched it, we watched it quite close to watching Drop Dead Fred. That's an interesting film. And Harry found Drop Dead Fred really entertaining. And looking, back, there's a lot more snot in, Do- in Drop Dead Fred. And what we what Harry picked up on in Beetlejuice is that. He thought going into Beetlejuice, it would be very similar, that Beetlejuice would come in and to get rid of all the people in the house, he'd do all these stupid stuff to them and try and scare them yeah. off. But actually, he's not really in the film that much. Yeah. And he also didn't... And Something I never really even thought he'd pick up on, he said that Beetlejuice is very inappropriate. Yeah, to what? Like, to Winona Ryder's character, because he's mm. basically trying to marry this girl and she's essentially a 13, 14-year-old girl. And he's, and he's probably like a, about... A 40, 50-year-old bloke, if not older. And he was like, that's just not right. You shouldn't be doing that. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, he didn't like it because of that reason. I just was never a massive fan of it. And it doesn't, if you're not a fan of it when you're a child, I don't think it's going to suddenly make you a fan of it when you go back to watch it. Yeah, I get that. It's There's bits in it where I get I get why people like it because there is bits hmm. that funny. If you remove Beetlejuice and the film, the better. They're, they're think... making another one. Sorry? They're, appar- they're apparently making another yeah. one there. And they've just done the Beetlejuice musical stage show, which is apparently quite different and very good. See, I think the thing with it, Beetlejuice should be in it more. Sometimes I get the less is more. 
but with it being called Beetlejuice. And at least in other films, like you touched on with Batman, so at least there's the same actors there, but he's yeah. not in it at all. Yeah, I, I, I quite like them holding back characters a lot. And there's... Um, I, I, I did, um, the example I was choosing was very 18 rated for a second. Um, but again, let's go back to the Dark Knight Rises and, and even Batman Begins, actually, because Batman Begins, I, I think, is absolutely outstanding. That might be my favourite one. Scarecrow. Um, but they hold Batman back for so long, so, so long for a film that's got Batman. I've got to ask, Harry, what's the name of the dog that's on your head? Barney. Barney. Okay. So, so audio, I, I mean, you really need to shift to YouTube to get this across. Um, but Harry's now having, having a very grown up intellectual conversation with me whilst a toy Barney the dog is sat on his head. But he stopped glaring at me over Mrs. Doubtfire. So I, I'm kind of like, I feel a bit safer now. But now Barney's glaring at me. He's a Mrs. Doubtfire fan, so. Okay. <laughs> See, the problem with the Mrs. Doubtfire thing is we're both massive Robin Williams fans. So yes, of course. We have a picture of him. Of course. No, have you have you done Dead Poets Society yet? No. Do you know what we're trying to, with Robin Williams films? Because I was such a huge fan as a child. Actually, I was going There's on. a lot that you could watch that was perfect for his sort of generation, mm. eighties and nineties. I want to, some of the more serious ones. I want to try and we can't we kind of podcast. We're going to try and do one not to celebrate the anniversary of his death, but around, his birthday isn't that far away from when he was yeah when he passed away. Rest So we're going to always try and do a. a Robin Williams film around that. Yeah, and there's a run of PG certificate films, isn't there, that skew slightly older as well. And I think that, yeah, I think, um, I think, because I, 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 you think of a film like, uh, no, it's not a Robin Williams film, but Contact and Apollo 13 are yeah. both PG rated films. And I, I remember going to the cinema to watch that, and there were like 10 year olds running around because it might be PG, but it's not quite. No, it's not quite that audience. My first introduction to Robin Williams, other than Mork and Mindy, was actually probably Good Morning Vietnam. I'm probably yeah, same. Giving a shit of. Same. You couldn't get it from the video shop. But um, you know, it was always. I out. think that'd be something quite interesting to see because it's it, it's funny, but it's also got a very serious. A, yeah, yeah. Tone to it. So yep. it'd be interesting to see how Harry deals with that. Um, one film we do want to cover, which I, which I want to talk to you about because you have, I think, the only other person I know that's definitely seen it is Sneakers. Master from the director of Field of Dreams. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is you would love, I feel. Yeah. I was actually growing up more than um, him. Yeah. We, Harry realised with Robin Williams that he also, because um, his favourite, some of his favourite films growing up were Night, the Night on the Museum films. Yes. So it's obviously, he didn't realise it's obviously two different generations. But yeah. 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 This is a film that we feel, that I feel you Does would love. Does he get love. shoes? No. It's about. Because yes. you quite like the sort of like, like when we watched Ocean's Eleven, you enjoyed that, like the whole... Oh, if you like Ocean's Eleven, Sneakers is... Uh, I mean, I like Sneakers so much, I put out a Blu-ray of it. Yeah. Um, and I got to talk to the man who made it, um, which was fascinating. And if you see a film... I don't know if you've done War Games yet. No. But it's like one of the same writers is involved in it as well and after they did war games they spent a lot of time making sneakers but i'm not going to tell you much more about sneakers because i just think you should watch it and have fun and also i know where you can get a reasonably priced blu-ray of it. <laughs> so i've got a vhs in the garage of it somewhere well, that was the film i watched when it first came out and I, oh it's just it. great and the score to it as well and nobody goes 
Everyone goes, no, I've not seen that. I was like, oh, so good. You need to it's, watch- a very, it's a very clever film as well. And I, I'll say this to you, Harry. When you come to watch it, there's one bit where they're hiding a massive clue right in front of you, right in front of you, and you, you just don't spot it. So see if you spot it. So it's like, it's kind of like, so I know there's some type of mystery in it. Yeah. I do yeah. like, I did like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, we watched Young Sherlock Holmes. And I do like <laughs> the new, not new series, the new films, Alona. Enola Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, I've they're watched. good fun, aren't they? I've watched the first one. I've not watched them. Watch them, they're so good. I've watched yeah, them. they're good one. fun. I need to watch the second one. So, so Jack Thorne wrote the script to those, didn't he? And Jack Thorne also wrote the script to Wonder. And I think Wonder is a terrific film as well. Mm-hmm. You've read the book as well. You did it in school. Yeah, I've read uh, RJ Palacio. I read Wonder what? There's a lot of wonders. <laughs> <laughs> wonder. There's a lot of different wonders in films. There's a Sega Miss Master System game called Wonderful Explain if it. we're going to go that way. I've not seen the film. It's about a boy who's is he... sneakers. That's that. That's that's the sneakers Blu-ray for you, just off the shelf behind there. Never far away. Yeah, get we need to get a better background, honestly. <laughs> but other things we could use, I suppose, as background. We could easily turn. We could easily sit there and have all your Lego collection and like your Robbie Williams picture. Oh, we've got amazing. Again, he always complains about our background because it's quite plain. But we've we got right. there you go. Just do that. You just hit the blur button. Hang on. I'm going to choose a virtual background for you. Wait. We I'm going to put Kevin Costner in, in field. Wait, how do you do that? We need to do that. Your head's in front of him. You can't see him. That's Field of Dreams. We need to do it's that. It's just a man in the field. That's the entire film. No, no, we need it's not to... far off. Not no, far off. We need to figure out how to do this. Uh, what else have I got there? For YouTube. And look, there's Birmingham City's ground for you. Do you want that? That's that's a match day. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. What have I got there? There's Jason Statham. Uh you need to message Dad how to do this. I'll do that. I'll do that. So (laughs) let me have Chris Hall of it. What's coming up on your podcast? Anything exciting, interesting? Oh, um, no, it's all very dull. Um No, I'm terrible at self-promotion and stuff like that. Um, I, I've got an episode. Well, I, I'm doing a few special episodes where I talk to filmmakers and ask them how they make their films. And I, I enjoy doing those a lot. So I, I've just got one coming out uh, as we're recording this with the producer of the new Disney film, Strange World. And I've been talking to the screenwriter and the director of the new Matilda film as well. Um, so... Now, I've, I know someone's seen that, like, about a month ago. I've seen that, yeah. Um, I, I saw it when they did the local screenings for London Film Festival. What an absolute what treat. What an absolute... Called, uh, it's a lad called Jordan King who does some... Was it yeah, good? I know Jordan, yeah. I don't know him, but I know him through Twitter, okay. sort of thing. Yeah. He's local to where we live. He actually lives in Chester, which is weird. Yeah. Um, but he he tweeted about it, and I was like, just tell me if it's any good, because... It's great. Growing it's up, great. Matilda was my favourite book. Okay, well, that or Mrs Frisbee and the Rats and Nim, but that's... Yeah. Um, love it. We both love Matilda, didn't we? And we both seen the musical. Yeah. yeah. No, this so, coming out in note. We're meant to watch it in December, but Matilda, I am. Matilda, yes. But I am not waiting a month. Yeah, because we, we said we, we knew Matilda was coming out at the end of the year, so I will go watch it for Christmas. But he's like, he's realised it comes out this week, and he's like, well, yeah. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting a whole month. You know how hard <laughs> it'd be to not get spoilers on this film. As long as it's, but you've read the book. 
You've seen the musical. Yeah, this I've, I've seen the musical, but I still want to see the like, the film is t- probably like going to be a lot different. Than what it's seen. interesting, actually. It is a little bit different, um, but that's all I'll say till you've seen it. Um, short of the the stage musical is what about two and a half hours plus interval, and the film is just under two hours. So yeah, I didn't expect it to be as long because it's obviously like a musical is always a little bit longer anyway. Because yeah, but they they've worked quite hard to get that under two hours. So they've changed. They've cha- I'd be interested to see what you think of what they changed. I I think it's. Like awesome. I, I even I like the original film. I think the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Film. But I, I I think this new film is outstanding and um and yeah, I mean just talking to them about it was a delight. Oh, I bet you it was. Yeah. It's coming out on November twenty fifth, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's coming out on a Friday. You're. Ch- so it comes this, out this, Friday. this this Friday. Yeah. Yeah. You can't watch it this Friday and work. I know. Don't <laughs> worry. Thing is, we can't watch it on the weekend either. Yeah, because you're not here. <laughs> Definitely can we watch it. We'll look at it because it's going to take. See if Ali wants to go. If if he, he might not go. No. Harry's got a younger brother called Oliver who's seven, so it's a bit. Yeah, yeah. He's still at an age where he goes to the cinema. Sometimes he's he's enthralled. Sometimes Jurassic World, the recent one, sat through yeah. it, didn't didn't move, loved that it. That was two and a half hours. I know. Take, I moved. That was take him to watch um, some films, and he, after an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I get but that. He loved dinosaurs, so he was never going to move. Matilda, the new Matilda film. I don't know if this helps. Um, I don't know if you're including this, but it, it's very fast moving. And it's very lively, and there's always something going on. Yeah, I thought, same as the musical. That's what the musical's like. But even more so. Okay. I, I mean, the song that yeah, um, there, there's there's a song they do, school song, which is just the way they've done it on screen. I mean, you just couldn't do it on stage. It's incredible how they do it. So when are you next off on a day where <laughs> I may have to pretend to be sick? This is what your YouTube channel is going to be, isn't it? It's sorting uh, sorting your uh, sorting your dad's diary out. If you're off on a date, just can you please say I'm um, sick? We'll, we'll sort it out. Because I'm not. We'll like, sort it out. The films. Okay. <laughs> Is there a film you think we should cover? Um, apart from Superman three. Yeah. Um, that's a. That, I mean that that that's a good question. It. It can be a Kevin Costner one. Well, no. I mean, I mean, go close to to what you really love. And what you're and what you're comfortable watching. So you really love Mrs. Doubtfire. That much is clear. You really love the Dark Knight films. That that much is clear. So you kind of need something that sits between those two. I've set myself a job and a half there, haven't I? Condor um, Man. No. Condor Man. My life. I did that on the podcast. Um, that that's that's a film. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're worried about Batman not being in Batman films, just wait till you see Condor Man. I mean, it's just... Um, see, when we there... started, we did a lot of really big films because I was like, it was it, we didn't know how long the podcast would last. And then we stopped doing two films an episode and went down to one. Yeah. Um, as we got more comfortable of a format. And now I'm starting to oh, chuck in a lot of smaller films that necessarily won't be good. <laughs> try, try. Um, it won't. It won't be one uh, that fits your your age remit. Although Wild Wild West, I'd throw in just to be fascinated to see. No, randomly, like. every now and then we'll do one that is out of that because just for like. I'd have. A, I'd be interested. What you think of fighting with my family? That's a great. Film, Wait, f- what's it called? Fighting with my family. I'd be interested. What Harry thinks of fighting with my family? 
Well, I like that film. Basically, I think I think that's really, t- and, and it's also very funny. And I, I I'm a huge fan of comedy, but trying to recommend comedy with roughly a twelve certificate is a little bit tricky. Well, <laughs> um, someone's title clearly they're gonna have a fight of the family. No, no. But, but I think you might like that. I also wonder what you would think of Bend It Like Beckham. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's my challenge to you. So, and then, and then I will I will rewatch Mrs. Doubtfire at some point if you do those, and I will give it three stars again for you. Three stars. Oh, Barney, I don't think we can learn back on the first I don't know what you Bar- think. Barney's not happy yeah, there. I don't. I don't, I don't understand what Dad, you think you can Dad. improve with Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I think back to the podcast if you ever, which I don't think we should. So I, I don't know if that's answered all of your questions at all, but I just think what I've done is I, I've played just divide and conquer in your household and I've turned you both against each other. And that, that was my aim. Thanks for that. Oh, always a pleasure. Yeah, what I would say to any all our listeners is Simon's podcast is brilliant. He's also got, has also got a spin-off one now, which is a quiz one. I can't remember what it's called. Ah, so uh, yeah, we're, we're co-producing the film quiz podcast. Which is also quite fun. I've, started, I've only discovered that recently. <laughs> which which we've done we've done seven episodes so far. We're about to record the eighth, which will round off the first series of that. And then we've got a lot more planned for next year. The plans for next year are quite terrifying, so I'm, I'm, I'm not even... Is Nick still going to be hosting it? Nick Helm will be returning for a season two. That's your exclusive. Um, and it will be... There, there will be more of them. Okay. Um, the building children... Your, what I quite like about your podcast is it's some some of the episodes are half hour, some are like forty minutes, some are. In a, it's kind of like you. I don't know if this is planned, but it's kind of like you just do however long it takes to tell. No, I, I I I I don't do it that way actually. Um, I try and uh, in, the in conversation ones go up to they're the no, ones I allow myself to go up to about an hour and a half. But the regular weekly episode, I get really annoyed if it goes over an hour. I was going to say, I don't think, I was going to say, I think the longer ones are always the focus yeah. ones. Or, or, yeah, so I, uh, my sweet spot is 50 to 60 minutes now. My earlier episodes, it was half an hour. Yeah, and then good. I realised yeah. it's not enough to, because I, I waffle between you and me. Barney's now giving me proper evils. <laughs> we need to start doing YouTube videos. Be... Okay, Barney's YouTube videos. That, I, I'm in. Wait, I can show you, I can... There you go. <laughs> I want Barney <laughs> to review Clifford the Big Red Dog. I want to see what happens. Yeah. Mainly because I want to put your Both dad through having to sit and watch, as I did, Clifford the Big Red Dog. I'm good, thanks. No, no, I'm sure you'll love it. There's a sequel to that coming. Bark, wow. bark, bark, bark. Yeah, I'm more interested to a sequel to Paddington 2, but there you go. That's coming. That starts filming next year, isn't it? Maybe I'm the same director. No. No. So it's not going to he's, do, he's done the new um, Willy Wonka film. Instead, Paul King. But he's also, but he is involved in the new Paddington. He's producer, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I suspect it's quite a light touch. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if you'd made Paddington too, you just don't need to. <laughs> yeah, why, why do you what need else to can it? you do? What else can you do? There, there, there's a film that came out, the Nicolas Cage film that came out this year. Was it the um, the the massive talent movie? And even in there, they're talking about how great Paddington Two is. Well, yeah. It is a great film. Harry has now completely disappeared. <laughs> I am just looking at a toy dog. <laughs> Are we going to do the Beethoven movies next? 
We haven't done that. That's great. No, no. That we no, should leave, really leave, get the videos. I'll fucking leave those in the past. <laughs> <laughs> so we will wrap it up there and say thank you very, very much for coming on, Simon. It's been a pleasure, and thank you to to Harry and Barney in particular. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so should we say bye to the listeners? Okay. Give them a kneel before Zod. I think that's what they're waiting for. Kneel before Zod. There you go. That's kneel. Kneel. <laughs> I'm going to say it to Dad every time. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. When, you need Bye. Me, when Dad needs to make my lunch, I'll say kneel then. Right, can we get that sorted? <laughs>